Hello and welcome to day two of the CSF coverage of EULA 2020. My name is Hans Belsma from Utrecht in the Netherlands and I'm delighted to present the key abstracts presented today at the EULA e-congress. This day two saw the congress in full flow, this poster session starting and we had a number of interesting papers from our CSF highlights being presented. So today's review sort of picks up from where we finished day two with another presentation from Euro President Ian McInnes. Of the over 4,500 abstracts submitted to EULA, the first presentation for today is fitting oral presentation 001 from the morning miscellaneous abstract session. Ian and colleagues presented the abstract on paricitinib, tofacitinib, ipadacitinib, pilsutinib, and shift against cycling in human leukocyte populations, an updated ex vivo comparison. As you know, Jack selectivity is proposed to vary across the class. In vitro cellular pharmacology of paracetinib to tofacitinib, ipadacitinib, and fusotinib were compared. PBMCs from six healthy donors were incubated with the Jack inhibitors over a 7 to 8 point concentration range. Following cytokine stimulation, levels of P-STAT were measured and IC50 calculated in gated glycoside subpopulations. Therapeutic dose relevance was assessed using calculated mean concentration time profiles over 24 hours. The average daily percentage of inhibition of P-STAT was calculated for each JAK inhibitor cytokine and cell type, and for filcotidinib integrated parent drug plus the metabolite. The cytokines did not signal in all cell types. Then signaling was detected, IC50 and average daily percentage of inhibition of P-STAT for a particular check inhibitor were generally similar across cell types with dose-dependent inhibition. Based on IC50s, Upadacitinib was most, and Filcotinib and its metabolite least potent across JAK22 and JAK2 type 2 dependent, including IL3, TMCSF, GCSF. JAK13 dependent, IL2, 4, 15, 21, and JAK2 type 2 dependent, IL6, IL10, interferon alpha and gamma signaling pathways. And this led them to the following conclusions. Check inhibition displaced in different in vitro pharmacological profiles, which, coupled to their in vitro pharmacokinetics, suggest they modulate distinct cytokine pathways to differing degrees and durations over 24 hours. Ex vivo, whole cell assays seem distinct from cell-free kinase inhibition assays in determining overall cytokine moderatory potential of members of the JAK inhibition class. Now we move to some posters. Poster 1, still continuing on the theme of the JAK mode of action. A poster by Gonzalez Traves and colleagues presenting a basic science paper titled JAK selectivity and the impact on cytokine signaling inhibition at clinical rheumatoid arthritis doses. Background being that the, the same question, 
showing differences in Jack selectivity profiles. And to understand this better, comparing these selectivity and potency and its major meta metabolites as well. The key results indicate in cellular assays showing dose-dependent inhibition of P-STATs with all JAK inhibitors. Fiddle had a weaker potencies against JAK2 type 2 involving GCSF and P-STAT3. JAK1, JAK2 involving interval gamma and P-STAT1. JAK2, JAK2 involving GMCSF dependent pathways compared to the JAK1 type 2 involving interphone alpha and PSTAT5. Therefore, it can be concluded that fill 200 milligram may have less impact on a subset of homeostasis, homeostatic immune functions, signaling JAK2 and JAK3, than observed at approved doses of Bari, Tofa and UPA. Another interesting abstract from today's posters is from Bernard Combe and colleagues who presented the latest data cut from the FINGS-1 trial. Efficacy and safety of filgotinib for patients with rheumatoid arthritis with inadequate response to metastaxate. And this is a 52-week study. So we have seen earlier data, but now they show the data after, 20, after 52 weeks, after one year. Important results are filgotinib Efficacy was sustained for a full year, 54 versus 43% and 46% of patients receiving philitamine 200 mg, 100 mg and aluminum respectively at peak 52, thus 28 CRP below 2.6, called remission. The safety profile through week 52 was consistent with week 24 data. No new signals, no new signals there. So the main conclusion is through week 52, Pilgotinib showed sustained efficacy, improvement in the pose and radiographic progression and was well tolerated, with a faster onset and numerically greater efficacy for the 200 versus the 100 milligram dosage. Then the final abstract of today's highlights is from Kevin Winthrop. He presented an analysis of the risk of herpesoster in patients receiving upadacitinib called the incidence and risk factors for herpesoster in rheumatoid arthritis patients. We all know for the background that the rate of herpesoster infection in RA is around 1 per 100 person years per dose on JAK inhibition have been reported to have an increased risk of herpesoster infection. And this study evaluated the incidence in patients with rheumatoid arthritis receiving pedacitinib. So it was found that herpesoster infection was 3.1, respectively 5.5, 1.0, and 1.1 for respectively UPA 50 mg, 30 mg, adalumumab 1.0, and 1.1 for metotrexate. Prior history of herpesoster infection, but also coming from an Asian region, were associated with increased herpesoster infections in both upadacitinib groups, but also patients above the age of 65 years had an increased risk, especially in the 50 milligram group. So the conclusion was that herpesoster events with upadacitinib 
were more common in the 30 versus 50 milligram group and in both UPA groups compared with adalimumab plus methotrexate and methotrexate monotherapy. So this is what we would have expected and there's no real difference with uh, what we have known from other check inhibitors at this moment. So I would like to thank you for tuning into the CSF daily highlights. We hope it has been of some information for you. Look out for tomorrow's edition, which will be available on the CSF site, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast from. The CSF is providing extensive coverage of Eura 2020, and you can find our full abstract search and recommendations in our highlights brochure, which is online right now. And look out for our interviews with authors of notable papers available next week, as well as our overall Congress review, where we go into more detail on some of the most notable abstracts presented. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you.